0: Somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives, and now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Oh, yes, Mr. Robert, thank you very much. It's me, Mike. Mike Davidson lives it is the name of the podcast. Thanks for downloading this latest episode. As we hang out for about half an hour, glad you can join me on this latest go-around. Uh, a little less crowded up here uh, for the layperson. If, if this is the first time you've ever listened to this podcast, I do it in my own home studio, second floor. And uh, my um, my studio is flanked uh, on each side. One side is my son's room, and the other side is the room of my two daughters. And uh, yeah, I had to tear down like a play set earlier today. I had to tear that down uh, that they had. It was a kitchen, a little kitchen in uh, the girls' room. And uh, when we first got it, it was like a, a, a second... a hand-me-down, a a slightly used, gently used type of item, which was a pain in the ass to get up here the first time we did it. Um, But over the years, it's just kind of been falling apart. Um, And, of course, when you play uh, pretend kitchen, sometimes you try to make it a real kitchen and bring up food, and it just doesn't really work out all that well. And, and, uh, yeah, I had it tear down. I, I just remember one of the last days that we had it, I came up, and I looked in the little sink of this play kitchen, right? Um, and there was milk in it. Like somebody poured milk in it. It didn't drain. It just, it just sat in there. And I'm thinking to myself, please make this poured from today. And I had to sop that out. And You, you can't get that clean enough. So uh, we tore that down. It's gone. And hopefully, hopefully uh, they'll have a little more room for their toys and everything. But god almighty that was just a nasty project i it's one of those things like like it wasn't necessarily terrible terrible but like if it stayed up there it would be and i, I kind of had like one of those flash uh, flashes to those episodes of hoarders where um there's just these old toys and they're all caked in something or other but uh needless to say we don't have like uh, dead animals up here at all so it's not that bad Uh, I did talk to my dad on the phone earlier tonight because we're going to have the girls spend a week with them here, I think, uh, next week. Uh, They'll be hanging out with my parents down in Martinsville. Uh, We'll have the boy up here because he's just too much to handle, and he was asking me about the air quality up here in Fort Wayne, and uh, yeah, we had like, um, we we have these EPA alerts or these air quality alerts now that uh, Canada is on fire, and it's been like this for like the last six to eight weeks, like there's still these wildfires going on in Canada. We had a little bit of that haze today, and I guess for some odd reason, I think it might have been even worse south of Indy. And we're up here, uh, northeast corner of Indiana, and he's talking about how he kind of like hidden the house today, and I, and I can't blame him. But uh, we got talking about uh, when he grew up. He grew up in eastern Kentucky along the Ohio River, Ashland. Uh, back in the day, a lot of haze, especially in the summer because of all the coal mines and everything, all the air pollution. And he goes, you know, a lot of the um, factories and energy plants along the plant were cleaned up by the EPA. And he said back in the day, the EPA used to do pretty good work. And now it's kind of like a, a lot of overreach because my dad's uh, a little suspicious. And I'm putting that mouth like of government entities. But I mean, this, it's it's true of any organization. I've ranted about this before, uh, be it a, a government bureaucracy or A private enterprise or you know kind of a private foundation like you know you get a group of people together for a common cause and uh, for a while they get things uh, humming along and doing okay and once they they set out to uh, to fix the initial problems they don't disband they don't break up necessarily they have to go find the next crises right uh, and, and so a lot of times you get what the EPA is now and it's just it's a joke. It's a, like I've said before, PETA, once upon a time, was probably one of those organizations that's like, hey, we got to do better for animals. And that's understood. But uh, when you start making memorials on the side of a road for a truck that had chickens that overturned, and it's for the chickens, not necessarily any uh, human casualties, you're a freaking joke. Uh, but that's that's something that uh, me and the dead, uh, my, my, my old man, we see I die on. Uh, crazy world we live in. Um, all right, so there's a story I bit my lip on last week because it happened last weekend. And it was kind of scary for a moment. Um, Glenbrook Mall, it's a mall here in Fort Wayne. And uh, I was out and about with um, the boy. And uh, we see one police car pass us. As uh, we're making around so i went to like half price books to look at some stuff then another cop car and then uh a bunch of fire trucks and uh you know we get into um half price books and everybody's like, like what the hell's going on it turns out there was a um, a shooting at glenbrook mall and uh there was at any time there's a gun discharged in a crowded place like that you have the fear of kind of a mass casualty event and he had all these cop cars and everything around there, and so yeah, it was a little scary. And then it turned out one guy did in fact get shot by a dude, and the dude ran off. And I'm thinking, okay, this isn't like one of those uh, psychotic, uh, psychotic lone gunman, uh, woe is me, down with society types. This this is a dude that sought out another dude. I mean, and then I'm just pushing, putting this in the back of my head because as soon as this dude was shot, the other guy ran off. Ran the frick off. He didn't try to take anybody else out. He was he was panicking maybe because he was a bad shot. The guy uh, was taking the hospital in stable condition. for this playing along at home. And I said, to, uh, I think I said to my wife, you know, this is either over money or women. One of the two. She, she interjected drugs, which is, you know, okay, I can see that too. And uh, I was watching the news, was it Friday night? Uh, Here locally and it came out that this dude shot the other dude over a woman Which makes a lot of sense. I mean is this wasn't just a random thing. This was somebody who was distraught and was going to settle the score and Did a piss poor job of doing it. So now he's in jail and uh, his life is going to get a whole hell of a lot worse. Uh, You know, it's (sighs) Yeah, sometimes you have to kind of step back and take uh, weigh your options is your life really all that bad If this is over a woman and now it's it's a lot worse for this dude okay so kind of a historic thing going on in Hollywood right now Uh, you know we had the writer's strike commence back in May this week SAG which is the uh, the actors guild screen actors guild uh, they are now striking in unison with the writers guild and I think this is the first time this has happened in 60 years so that's why it's historic I mean it's been six decades since both organizations went up against Hollywood. And I, I, first of all, I had no idea if Fran Drescher was the head of SAG. I mean, it would make sense that somebody in Hollywood, an actor or an actress, would be. But, uh, you know, the, the person that's uh, angry in front of the cameras is the nanny. That's <laughs> a little jarring um, thinking back to that. But it, the thing is, is I kind of get why. Both organizations are upset, you know, because of uh, the new dynamic of streaming as opposed to, okay, there's the movie theaters for movies, there's the networks and cable for shows, now everything's streaming, and so uh, you're trying to get your unique slice of the pie. All right, whatever. And AI, you know, either uh, with the writer's guild, you know, this thing could emulate uh, screenplays, put out product without any human input. Or, you know, you, you with a, uh, people from SAG, you know, the actors and actresses, you get a scan of somebody's face one time, and it's one-time use. And that person doesn't work in Hollywood again. All right. I, legitimate fears. But it's hard to feel sorry for these organizations because, and I'm not saying everybody, because there's been some uh, exceptions to the rule, uh, both on TV and um, movies. But, like, it's been crap last 20 years coming out of Hollywood well, to me the last great decade of movies was the 90s there were some legitimate great movies and uh, you're just not helping your case now will Hollywood benefit from uh, AI and its to me I can't imagine any computer algorithm trying to match uh, somebody's screenwriting abilities just can't i mean yeah there's been a lot of shit in hollywood i agree wholeheartedly with that statement but some of the best art is by humans in fact all the best art is by humans no machine can replicate that and uh you know that's what's frustrating but again you know a lot of these actors and actresses and, and screenwriters and everybody got political and uh or they just half-assed it, and it, it just it shows. It really shows. Now, uh, Ron Perlman, the um, star of Sons of Anarchy, uh, he got in a little hot water because uh, he basically was almost threatening an exact saying, "Hey, yeah, you know, we we can choke at your house or whatever." But it was almost because this uh, this exact made the snide comment that he doesn't care if uh, a- any of these actresses or actresses or whoever lose their homes. So Ron has had to delete the post and walk back what he said and said, Hey, man, you know, I don't want anybody to get hurt. And I hope this exec doesn't open anybody doesn't get hurt. You know, it's it's basically his agent saying, Hey, if this thing ends and you want to find work, you, you might want to, you know, shut your damn pie hole. But Ron, Ron Perlman's always kind of struck me as an asshole. I mean, just, he, he's always angry and bitter. And this dude's had a pretty decent-ish career in Hollywood. I mean, he's had a few TV shows. He's been in a few movies, and you know he's still pissed off about shit. I don't, I don't understand it. Uh, Brian Cox, the uh, star of Succession, uh, which was on HBO, just wrapped up its run, and of course he's been in a, a bunch of movies. And by the way, a lot of people don't know this; uh, they forget this. Brian Cox was the original Hannibal Lecter, Manhunter, with uh, William Peterson in that role. Pretty good movie. Michael Mann, look it up. Uh, that. <laughs> He, uh, he got on this uh, little rant about uh, how the woke karate the woke I call them the woke karate but people who are woke that's ruined a lot of Hollywood and a lot of entertainment and he's not wrong because if you're always afraid of whose toes you're going to step on you're you're never going to really be entertaining that's the whole thing is like if you're entertaining you're playing with fire just a little bit right um, so I was looking at one of these message uh, like Facebook pages and a lot of because right you know Brian Cox is an old dude an older dude Scottish dude um, but they're basically calling him old man and what was funny was like they were using um, the uh, little jpeg of uh, grandpa Simpson yelling at the sky from an episode of The Simpsons and it was in a newspaper clipping and it says old man yells at cloud what's funny about it is they're using this clip from an episode that goes back like 25, 30 years, something, yeah, they're they're using old pop culture to make fun out of a guy for being dated. Well, geniuses, where's the new pop culture that would put him in his place? That's the point, you know. And and by the way, if you think about it, that Grandpa Simpson old man yells at Cloud. It's kind of ageist, not very woke, woke karate. <laughs> but he's right. I mean, he's right. Uh, okay, so the new Mission Impossible movie is out. Uh, I think it did over five days uh, since its release, about $78 million, $80 million. Only $56 million here in the United States um, during the actual weekend, but it's doing okay, I guess, across the, um, Europe and other places. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's a, a trend with Hollywood necessarily. Uh, I know Tom Cruise was hoping to bank in on all the success he had with Top Gun Maverick. But, I mean, how many of these damn Mission Impossible movies were there? I mean, I, I kind of lost count. And I think this is the seventh one. The eighth one may or may not get finished if uh, they can stop all the striking. Um, but uh, just to show you what kind of magazine Rolling Stone is, they, they put out this thing about him in Scientology and how we've forgotten how he's involved in Scientology just in time for this movie to drop. And, yeah, I i'm not big into scientology i you know there's something very creepy about it for sure and tom Cruise being involved in that it, it, yeah i i agree it's a little creepy but i'm not asking his opinion about religion and as long as he's not raping women i don't care um yeah so so they drop they're dropping this just kind of like you know last week they had somebody uh, review the audience for Sound of Freedom. Not just review the movie, but review the audience so you, the potential moviegoer, don't become an old boomer. So, I'm surprised they didn't pretty much do a review where it's like if you go see Mission Impossible 7, uh you are now one of Tom Cruise's scientologist wives or whatever the hell they do in those places. Uh, unless there's some real actual scandal with that, I don't give a crap. So, and, and there's all sorts of weirdos in Hollywood. I think Tom Cruise is the least of my concern. Uh, so he's got that new movie out. Uh, my kids, they're, they're going to be with grandma, or their grandma and grandpa here next week. And, uh, you know, we got uh, grandma, my w- wife's mom, just around the corner. We're going to drop Logan off uh, when we get back from Martinsville with her, and then we're going to go see Oppenheimer. And I'm excited about that movie, Christopher Nolan. Uh, Cillian Murphy in the title role. I'm a little concerned, though. I mean, either I, I'm not really concerned if this is going to be a good or bad movie, because it will give me something to talk about regardless. Um, but I'm just a little concerned about people overall. And I know this sounds hypocritical after I uh, just uh, lashed out at Rolling Stone for, uh, uh, you know, attacking the Sound of Freedom moviegoers. But... There are people out there on the internet that actually think Christopher Nolan may have detonated a nuclear bomb to film uh, the explosion sequence because he swears up and down he doesn't use CGI for this. He's, uh... (laughs) Yeah, so... Apparently, Christopher Nolan is in uh, the nuclear arms race, according to some people. Good Lord. Could you imagine uh, if the internet was bigger uh, in a thing back in 1992 uh, after seeing Terminator 2 Judgment Day with that nightmare sequence Linda Hamilton has? How did. How did James Cameron do that? How many how many nukes does he have? Good lord! Yeah, no. You just have to go see what uh, what it's all about. Of course, he's got his movie opening up against Barbie, and of course, you still have uh, the Mission Impossible movie out in theaters. Uh, but I am going to go see Oppenheimer when it drops. Not like a bomb. Speaking of Cameron, James Cameron, uh, there has been some speculation as to whether or not. Uh, He's interested in uh, directing the Ocean Gate movie. God, why Why are we so morbid, Internet? Jesus. Um, because, you know, he's um, he is himself a bit of a deep diving expert. He's been down um, around the Titanic wreckage at least 30 freaking times, which seems like overkill to me. Uh, but he himself uh, got on... Um, um, got in front of a camera or whatever and said no that's disrespectful you know that's it's uh, just too sleazy for me no i wouldn't do that and i'm like you wouldn't do that now but 80 years from now when you're a uh, cgi generated holographic ai entity you might consider it and you might cast uh you know leo dicaprio's uh cgi generated ai entity uh who knows but uh he says no that's not happening no all right so you you might recall a few months back it was actually at the end of um 2022 um i had uh, steve Rasnazi. he was a former co-worker of mine and uh you know he's a he's a, a big rock fan as am i and we were talking about the state of rock and how sad it is uplifting stuff for sure um but this past week the last few weeks, this band, this band has pretty much highlighted what is wrong with the the genre of rock music and that band is falling in reverse. This band let me let me go back um, to oh crime me, maybe four three or three and a half years ago. Uh, I was there with the program director of the bear. Sitting in his office. And he plays me, popular monster, by falling in reverse. And it's your typical, woe is me, here's some little rap rock, whatever going on. As soon as they get to the line, where is your effing god now? Which, you know, a younger person would find, you know, hardcore in your face. And, you know, an older religious person might find a sacrilegious and how could you I laughed my ass off because how in the hell would anybody take a band seriously that is screaming where in the F is your God now that is this such a stereotypical line but that was one of the big rock hits of that year popular monster by falling in reverse despite it sounding like complete garbage all right so this past year they got in trouble because they had to cancel a show due to the fact that one of their laptops was uh, missing or broken or something so they couldn't go on stage and play music they couldn't play rock music without without their damn laptop this past weekend they're doing a show up in wisconsin like one of those three or four day rock festival events and i guess that night slipknot was going to be on stage and by the way uh between the two of them yeah slipknot was going to be the headliner okay so falling in reverse was on there and this past weekend, uh, the front man, uh, Douchey McDoucherston, uh, he gets on Twitter and says that uh, the audience was dead and boring, and you guys, you guys were boring for, uh, you know, Slipknot too. You guys, you, blah, blah, blah. and uh, Twitter in kind pretty much put him in his place. And I'm just thinking to myself, well, maybe your laptop wasn't loud enough, bro. Seriously. This is the problem with rock music. You guys don't know how to entertain or connect with your damn audience. I mean, I, I make fun out of the cult of Taylor Swift a lot of times. A lot of times. Because these fans, uh, they can't even without her. They can't They can't go on in their daily lives without some sort of affirmation, some sort of lyric from one of her songs. But you know what she is? effing rich and she's packing these stadiums and charging whatever the hell she wants and she's got people lining up for the merch truck the day before her show starts she's she's actually got a fan base this pop star you know she's doing what rock bands should be doing but no you have these guys just using all this crappy technology to make crappy music, they go to these big three or four day rock festival shows that are mostly headlined by bands that have been together for like 20, 30 years and actually have a catalog of music, actually have a fan base, because these younger bands cannot do it. And Falling in Reverse is never going to headline a stadium show or stadium tour. Uh, If they get out of uh, small clubs, they'll be lucky. You know, this guy going to war with fans the people that bought tickets to see the shows is amazing he this is what this is the machine he's raging against seriously the people that showed up for the damn show that keep him from actually going out and getting an actual job (laughs) but it's just you know this is again one of these garbage bands that make that that just highlights highlights why the genre isn't as it once was maybe 20, 25, 30 years ago. And, you know, it still sounds weird to say Josh uh, Todd from um, Buck Cherry was right. You know, the, the band with two two hits, you know, used to have identifiable lead men. Used to ac- actually have people on guitar that you can name by name. Like you knew who was the guitar player for Rage Against the Machine. You know the guitar players for Pearl Jam and, and Soundgarden you don't know anything about falling in reverse and you, you probably won't you probably won't remember these guys here in about two years All right. so moving on from that uh... Maggie, megan rapin now the uh... the loudmouth soccer player she's retiring and um, she re- recently went on a little diatribe about how uh, people like dave Chappelle has um, those people have basically initiated violence against the trans community she also said some other things I found that very interesting, considering that, A, in the closer, Dave Chappelle talked about his relationship, his friendship, uh, with a comedian who was transsexual and uh, c- killed themselves because uh, the trans community, the, uh, the alphabet mafia, went after this person, Daphne, uh, for de- defending Dave Chappelle. And then I remember a little incident last year where Dave Chappelle was on stage doing comedy. You know, that thing where you can poke fun out of things and uh, make a point. He's on stage, and uh, he gets bum-rushed by a homeless trans person uh, who tried to stab him. Okay, where was the condemnation about that, Megan? And that's the one thing that drives me nuts. They only highlight the thing... The sports media only highlights the things that they agree with that they like they don't question well what about what happened to Dave Chappelle no no Megan is saying what we like you know and they allowed Megan to uh, rip also uh, Martina Navratilova who has questioned uh, trans athletes in women's sports because you know Martina Navratilova uh, she wasn't paid to be a progressive on the tennis court. I mean, she is a progressive. She wasn't paid to be a lesbian out on the tennis court. She is a lesbian. She was paid to go out there and kick the other person's ass on the tennis court. She's a competitor, and that's you know that was her whole uh, her whole stand on this. And Megan's taking her to task. Nobody seems to really be in the sports media going. Well, maybe Martina Navratilova has a point. But they're highlighting what, a, what a, a a boon Megan Rapinoe has been for women's sports and the women's soccer team. Meanwhile, in uh, was it Australia and New Zealand where they're having the, the Women's World Cup? Uh, they're just giving away tickets because they can't find enough butts to put in the seats. Yeah, so um, what a legacy. Uh, LeBron James has a great legacy. I mean, look, LeBron James is a great basketball player, but ESPN is basically a network designed to, you know, cup his balls. And I guess at the ESPYs, uh, this past week, um, that he, he announced that he was going to be back for season 21. Like he's a, a, a reality show. But then again, the decision, uh, which he did years ago, that was a reality show. Dan Patrick on his show called him out for that in ESPN because it, he says it sounds needy. It's not, it's not news. And it's not, if LeBron James retired, yes, that would be news. He's not retiring. He's just, you know, milking it for all it is. <sighs> uh, so the, there's the um, uh, there is the uh, <laughs> the pampered sports stars there for you. And Dan Patrick's right about that. It is needy. Threads. Have you been using it? Because I sure as hell haven't. Uh, basically, this is the uh, the new Twitter, the better Twitter. It's going to kick Twitter's ass, and as I was reading articles earlier this week, and Twitter's dead thanks to you, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Threads. Hold the phone, hold the phone, because after a record number of uh, signups, you know, they're talking about, oh, man, this already had like 80 million people sign up for it, blah, 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 uh, the, uh, the new accounts have slowed down, and the engagement has slowed the way the F down it was I think uh, the average user on threads was like 20 minutes per use now it's down to eight and again this was uh the media kind of going back with the Megan Rapino thing this is the media saying oh this is something we agree with uh, you know we, we like that Mark Zuckerberg who is mining your data for his own personal benefit um is is going to try to beat Elon Musk and uh, oh by the way yeah i mean i know elon's doing it too but i mean they're they're bringing all this up oh and by the way uh if you sign up for threads if you have an opposing political opinion there it it might be blocked that was the whole point of people being upset with twitter to begin with if zuck really wanted to compete with twitter he wouldn't be concerned about creating a safe space but then again this is all about selling you something you don't want speaking of things you don't want Bud Light. All right, I want to wrap it up. Uh, a trio of stories here from Bud Light. Uh, if, uh, the media this past week, a lot of uh, uh, rock websites have been uh, kidding the KID, Kid Rock, because I guess in uh, his bar down in Nashville after the big hubba-la-blah of his uh, video months back, he's still selling Bud Light. After his whole th- uh, rant about uh, Dylan Mulvaney and shooting up the beer bottles and all that stuff, and I, and I even said back then that it was a mistake for Kid Rock to be blowing up beer bottles. I said, look, if you're going to make, if you're going to capitalize on your dislike for Bud Light, you satirize them. You make a parody of the commercial and you highlight your beer, which Kid Rock does have. But then again, I don't think I would be as concerned about. Kid Rock being a little hypocritical and selling this beer still in his bar, then uh, what might be going on with Costco? Yeah, and I you'll have to bear with me because I you know this is a Sam's Club family. I don't know what goes on at Costco. We only we can only uh, budget the one membership, okay? But I guess they have this asterisk thing on the price tags, and the asterisk is the Death Star of products at Costco. If it's not doing well, we're not going to restock it. You're you're Time to get this is now and no other time, right? Bud Light apparently has the Death Star at Costco after sales have been plummeting 25%. Now I'm sure Anheuser Busch sees this big retailer and they're going to do all they can to keep Bud Light in that store. So who knows if this is actually going to go happen or not? But I'd be more I, that's more of a story to me than Kid Rock having this beer there. And finally, Charles Barkley says, if you don't drink Bud Light, you're an a-hole. Because I guess he was at some thing, and he had like three cases of Bud Light, and you know he's like, you know, I just want to tell you I respect everybody, I love everybody, but if you don't drink this, you're an a-hole. Chuck, I don't care if somebody drinks Bud Light. If you want to drink Bud Light, go ahead. A little surprised, because you can afford better. Much better. I mean, if if you can afford tap water, you already have better than Bud Light. <laughs> But if you're going to continue to drink Bud Light, Chuck, I want you to drink at least six beers before doing your show on CNN. Every day. Every day. You know, I don't care if I agree or disagree with you on the opinion, it'll just make the show more fun. And you can't be any worse than Don Lemon. So there you go. Alright, with that all said and done, I am done for the night. Till next time, stay fresh and cheesy. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash M. Davidson Live. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.